Okay, Sulawesi, Sulawesi, Sulawesi. I don't have. I haven't seen any football game this year. I don't even know who's playing. Like, are the Seahawks? <laughs> you kidding me? This is gonna be really bad for the people like watching at home because that's gross. You ain't gonna work. Now you're thinking straight. Well, uh, welcome everyone to the first ever NAS Live podcast. I just wanna thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. I wanna I wanna thank my team, Nolan Culver. Jake or digital, Alex or fluency, Blazing Space or uh, or John. You know, in the artist world, everyone has like a second name, so that's where we're adding the oars here, right? And um, you know, I've been doing this podcast now for about two and a half years, and it's a uh, it's felt like a long ass time. You know, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears have gone into this project, and um, I feel like artists they strive to make a big enough enough an audience to do a live event like this. So thank you everyone for being here. And uh, we have a very special guest today. He's originally from Seattle, he now lives in LA. He's a hip hop artist, singer, songwriter. He's part of Macklemore's residency program. Let's give it a big round of applause to Ken's. <laughs> Expecting that door to open. I was like, <laughs> I was getting ready. That scared me. Okay. Here we are. Slipping. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, bro. I like your jacket. It's very Thank nice. You. It looks I appreciate warm. it. Come on. You want to touch it? Oh, come on. Actually, it's not that thick, actually, guys. This okay. is a. <laughs> My bad. Well, I just want to start out with your, your origins. So you're originally here from Seattle, mm -hmm. but you moved around a lot from Indonesia, Seattle, back and forth. So I'd like to start there and dive into that. So I was actually born in Everett. And when I was three years old, I uh, moved to Indonesia. I lived in Jakarta, so it was like the capital city. And then when I was six, I came back here and then moved back to Indonesia when I was eight, hmm. came back when I was nine. And I've been here ever since. Why so, so much flip-flopping? Uh, ask my parents, bro. I don't know. <laughs> Just like they, I guess um, I was an accident. So um, they couldn't afford me. So they sent me to my uh, family, pretty much. What was that talk like? They just said, hey, you're an accident? or was that... Yeah, it was, yeah. It's... I'm, glad I, I'm glad, I'm blessed to be here, though, so. so you, had, you had one parent in uh, the Seattle area and one in Indonesia, or how did that work? Um, no, both parents were here. Okay. <laughs> uh, there were just a lot of cousins, you know. Oh. In the Asian culture, it's like, oh, shit, I can't take care of my kid. Could you? Could you can you handle him for a little bit? Oh. That ended up being like six years, but <laughs> no, I love my parents, so I don't want people to get it twisted. Got it. Yeah. So from my understanding, like you, you moved to Indonesia and almost forgot English for a little bit. Uh, I did forget in English, um, but you know I came out at, at, at the right time. Like I was nine years old, okay. so I was still able to pick up on things and eventually lose my accent. Mm. But that was definitely a. Yeah, that was hard. Is that like, so that's a learning process to like lose an accent? Learning process. But that's also like why, um, you know, I rap a lot. So that mm -hmm. helped me uh, 
with speaking English and losing my accent because you got to like speak English really fast. Right. So it's just like enunciating things. It's just, it came kind of naturally. So when did you, when did you start rapping then? How old were you? I've been rippity rapping since, uh, <laughs> since, since like nine. So you were listening to hip hop at nine? I was listening to hip hop at six. Oh, I think, I think my first, uh, <laughs> my first hip hop CD was Will Smith. I think Will it was like Smith. Born to Rain. It's like mm. a 2006 album. It's uh, not his favorite. It's not his best we, album. That might be before. <laughs> I, that that might be before my time. But how old are you? I'm 21. How old oh, are you? Maybe I'm. I was. I just wasn't here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know Big Willie style though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. No. You know Will Smith's a rapper though. I knew that, but I I haven't checked okay. out any of his music. So well, hip hop music were you listening to at six years old? <laughs> so I was like listening to a lot of um. Fifty Cent. Okay. Nas. Uh. Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy was really, um, yeah, important. Yeah, like, yeah, bitch, yeah. I think that, my uh, that, that was that was probably my favorite song. So at six, at six, I think yeah. my first CD I bought when I was six was like the Cars, you know, the Cars movie. They had like a soundtrack. Oh. That's what I was in, Life on the Highway. That was your first hip hop album? No, just first song. I was. Oh. I, I didn't even know what hip hop was until. Oh, okay, like, I was confused. I was like. I didn't know they had rap records on that. <laughs> I didn't listen to hip hop until I was like uh, 14 or 13 or something. Dang. I can't so wait you, to you the start, party. You started young. Yeah, you might have been a rapper by now. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, so were you writing music at nine? Uh, yeah, I wasn't producing anything. Okay. But I was just like like singing, rapping, writing lyrics. And it started off with like kind of um, like gospel music, actually. Oh. I was writing songs about Jesus. And then Still write I, songs about Jesus? Once in a while. Amen. Amen, brother. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, and then it and then I discovered this rapper named D Pride and he was like this Asian he was sixteen years old when I was nine. Okay. And he just seeing him and see no, seeing me and him being this Asian rapper, mm-hmm. uh doing hip hop and everything, I I got really inspired and decided to start Is talking that- about other shit. Is D, <laughs> is D Pride still around? Then? Huh? Is he still around? Uh, he's doing his thing. He's rebranded oh. a few times. Oh. I don't know if you guys know him, but D Pride, anyone? Nope. <laughs> Crickets. Nope. <laughs> it's just uh, for the Asian internet kids. Okay. They would know. So I'm seeing a few Asian kids, and they don't know him. So I might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so you were nine years old. So what was the next step? You you were part of the residency program, Macklemore's program. Mm-hmm. So how old were you when you were part of that program? I was with, uh, actually, one of them, my residency co-student. Shout, shout him out. Friend, uh, Lily here. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, that was, I was 19 years old. Okay. I was 19, so, yeah, 2019. And tell the, pe- tell the people what uh, the residency program is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> no, it's like, uh, it's a program where artists and producers, they, uh, it's like a summer intensive program. Okay. They say it. And um, I guess they just teach you how to produce and like perform and everything. And in the end, you perform in front of a pretty big crowd, uh, Mopop Sky Church. And yeah, that's that's really it. They just teach you. Uh, yeah, that's not it. They're they're awesome. But <laughs> so how how do you find them? You just looked them up online or what? So I've been working with this uh, engineer, Elon Wright. Oh, I love Elon's been on the podcast. So if you haven't checked yeah, out no, the I've episode, that. check it out. Yeah, he. Uh, I hit him up when I was 15, emailed like, yo, like, I want to get in the studio. How do I do this? 
this nerdy kid, you know, and he was like, oh, come in uh, Tuesday. That's how I met him. Right. And then just throughout the years, we've developed a friendship, and he told me that he was going to be um, uh, the teaching artist for the producers in the residency, and he asked me to be, like, a teacher assistant. Right. So pretty much I just did that. So being an artist is very expensive. So I'm, I'm imagining you at 15 reaching out to a producer. Did you have to pay him at 15 oh, years old? Oh, of course. I was working at McDonald's, not at 15, <laughs> uh, at 16, but like 15. I was definitely like, you know, just asking my dad like once every two months, like, hey, could you give me two hours at the studio? It's like 50 an hour. So at the time it was, you know what I mean? That's that's a lot of money. Yeah. Still a lot of money. but <laughs> We try. But it's whatever. Okay, so you built that relationship with him, and mm. then how did you, did he tell? So he told you about the residency, or? Uh, yeah, he just told me about the residency when we had this, uh, when I was finishing up one of my EPs. Okay. Called entitled Citrus. And you produced that yourself, correct? Yeah, for that one. Tell me about how did you get into producing then? How old were you then? Hmm. Well, there's like two parts of the story. Okay. First part is, um, I told you guys I was really into Soldier Boy, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a song called Crank That. Crank That Soldier Boy. Everybody knows Who that knows song. Who knows Crank That? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So, Crank That Soldier Boy. Um, I was just in love with that song. So, I would uh, just look up on YouTube, um, Soldier Boy, Crank That. And then there was a video showing how to remake uh, the beat on FL Studio, which is like a software for making music. and um, it was like step by step. Like you didn't need any plugins or anything. They were all stock sounds. Right. Cause he made the beat with all stock sounds. So I like, um, I cracked pirated FL studio. It gave me viruses on my computer, yeah. but it worked. <laughs> it still worked. Yeah. That's like a FL studio is like $200. And, um, I didn't have that at six years old. So <laughs> I didn't have that luxury. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I was just, uh, watching that video and kind of clicking, I was just watching the video, going back to the software, clicking everything. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I remade the beat. Right. And my dad, the computer was kind of set right by the kitchen. Okay. So he was like just, he was just eating. And then I was like, dad, look at this. I made this. And he's like, that's Soldier Boy, crank that. Like, you know, he listens to hip hop, oh, so he knows okay. his shit. I'm like, no, I remade the beat. He's like, no way. And I soloed each like track, like the drums the 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 chords and everything and he's like oh you really did remake it so that's how i got that's how i start i didn't start producing because i had no idea what i was really doing i was just copying things right but fast forward i was pretty like familiar with fl studio i picked it up again and then i started producing seriously when i was like maybe 17 okay 17 yeah so you had like you had like 10 years of experience experience before you joined uh, the residency then which is pretty pretty cool right and producing or just in general like making just music, make, yeah. music, yeah. I would say so. It's been a minute. That's I started pretty young. So how old were you when you made your first uh, album? You said you were like 17 then? My first album, I was 15. 15. It was, it was called Glitter. Well, I, I made everything when I was 15. I released it when I was 16. Oh, wow. But, um, yeah, that wasn't produced by me. The next one when I was okay. 17 is the one when I was produced. So how do you, at 16, how do you like promote your music? Or did you just throw it up on the internet and... Oh, I had the, the cheat sheet. I was like, I'm going to get every pop in Seattle rapper on this, pay for it. Because I was at McDonald's at this point. Oh, so yeah, I was just like, money. oh, I'm about to save up. I'm about to pay for features. They had no idea who I am. And I just had like, I guess the heavy hitters in the city at the time on the album. And they retweeted it. So then eventually it started just kind of 
moving around. But also, I was in high school, so it's like I was able to be like, you know, like during snack breaks. That's ele- that's like elementary, my bad. I, I don't know what it's called, but there's like that little period where we're chilling. I'm like, yo, bro, check this out. Do you have CDs or are you just? I, I yeah, I okay. mixtapes. Come on, um, but I was also like, I it was kind of ghetto. I had like little USB twos, like okay. like the cheap USBs, and I'd be like, so there's like the cover art is on this. There's like six songs on this. Check it out, man. Like, mm. you know what I mean? So eventually, I just kind of made a name for myself. Locally, okay. From there, and locally, like Everett area, or did you move? No, down? like Bothell, Bothell, Kenmore. Okay. And what school, high school did you go to? Bothell High School. Oh, that's the name of it. Oh yeah, I know. Yes, sir. There yeah. you go. Yeah. I had a, I did football when I was in high school, and I got my first concussion on the football Bo- field at Bothell High School. Oh, you got rocked, huh? Yeah. Our team was crazy. So you probably wait. Who was who 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 would who do you play for? I was Mercer Island High School, and then um, I was like a. We're a terrible team. Man, I'm sorry. I'm going to be honest. What position did you play? I was running back. I'm like 5'7", so I got knocked uh, out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Speaking of, who are you guys and who are you rooting for tomorrow? Dude, I, don't have, I haven't seen any football game this year. I don't even know who's playing. I got the Seahawks. <laughs> you kidding me? I, have, I actually have no idea. Is it Cincinnati and Los Angeles. Okay. Right? Who's watching the Super, who's watching the Super Bowl who's tomorrow? Who's watching the Super Bowl tomorrow? Nobody? No one. Yeah. yeah. See. Oh, Rams. Rams. Okay. Well, well, I um, you know, I'm here for this show, but I I I'm, I moved to L.A. So, <laughs> so by default, L.A. Rams. L.A. Rams. But I don't really care. So do it's you, not the Seahawks, so it's not a big deal. Do you watch football though, or are you just doing I it because do. the Super? I do. I do. I do. Do you have like fantasy football leagues? And no, all? I don't do all that shit. But you like take time out of your day to like watch a game. Every other game, probably, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. What is, I don't. I don't see any enjoyment in that. I don't know why. Sorry. Are you guys. judging me? <laughs> That's like the most watched thing on TV. Is it? Yeah. Who watches TV? Well, I guess because not a lot of people watch TV anymore. So well, I guess I do. That's easy then. I guess I do. But so you did the residency, and then uh-huh. how long after that did you move to LA? Or did you didn't you move like to Indonesia again for a little bit? Yeah. See how many times un- have you gone to Indonesia? <laughs> that was very unfortunate. So oh. I made an attempt to move to Indonesia to pursue my career there. Okay. And um that was 2020, beginning of it. Oh. As you guys know, that's when COVID got really bad. What's that? What's that? I don't know what that <laughs> is. Why are you guys wearing masks? <laughs> Whoa, what the heck? Yeah, I have no idea. Um, yeah, so the beginning of 2020. I moved to Indonesia, and the second I got there, everything was on lockdown. I couldn't meet up with the A&Rs, couldn't meet up with any of the people that I was uh, planning on meeting up with. So that was very unfortunate. So I had to come back after two months. And if I stayed a little longer, I would have been stuck there. So I'm glad I left when I did. Why would you have been stuck? Because of the lockdowns? Because of the lockdown, yeah. The plane tickets were stupid. Yeah, how far away? How long is that flight? How, How many hours is that flight? That's like... Enough time to rethink my life. <laughs> Definitely, I was, uh, I was uh, doing like 15 hours or something. Oh, oh God. It's terrible. So there was like A&R's reaching out to you? No, I reached out to them. Don't get it twisted. Oh. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. popping like that over there. Right. Yeah, so. So explain to the audience what an A&R is. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? What it, admin- it's like a. You, you explain it. Why are you okay. asking me if you know? I'm, I'm sure the artist here. Um. 
an A and R is basically someone who gets paid to find artists. So it's kind of like a dream job, honestly. Yeah. You know, like you literally just find good artists and you get paid to find like to bring them to record labels or whatever situation. Uh huh. So much. you so you found A and R's and reached out to them versus them finding oh, I'm you. Oh, I'm the best at Instagram stalking. Oh, tell like us. Like I, I don't want to give up give away the sauce, but you know, you go to one person, you go to their email on Instagram. You look up the name of that person in the email. You okay. go on, on the artist's following, and then you look up that name. Oh, I've done them. that. I've done that. Okay, yeah, yeah that's yeah. how you do it. I guess I'm gonna swear. I'm a, if you're an artist, that's the cheat sheet. I'm a star at Instagram stalking Shortcut. too. Then come on, you got to do it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So why Indonesia though? Just because you're Cause Indonesian. I'm Indonesian. <laughs> okay, but like that's yeah, like simple a, as that. It's just simple as that. Okay. As simple as that. Yeah. So it's important for you to promote that you're Indonesian. Very much so, yeah. Um, I got to represent because I feel like, uh, you know, with with everything that's happening with the Stop Asian Hate stuff, and yeah. it just really opened my eyes, and I I realized that, um, you know, I've I've lived in Indonesia, and the first time I was there, I lived in the capital where it's like city, like it's it's mostly like metro, you know, everything. Okay. Um, but I, the second time I went, I lived in Tondano which is um, a village and there's a lot of poverty there. Oh. And, you know, um, and I think having that experience um, and being able to be here, mm -hmm. I think I realized that some of those people aren't fortunate. No, not fortunate. Like, you know what I mean? They were, like, kind of unlucky. You know what I mean? They weren't able well, to yeah, make it unlucky. here. Yeah, they weren't <laughs> able to make it here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like I have to be a voice. Okay. I, have to, I feel like I have to... Um, you know, when I get messages from them saying, oh, I see your, I see myself in you or something like that. That's how I felt about Deep Pride, that first rapper I was talking about. So I feel like I have that role to play. But how do you promote being an Indonesian? Do you make like an Indonesian song or what? You just like I did that once. So I, I released a song. It was entitled uh, Sulawesi. Yes. Originally, I actually wanted to shoot it in the island of Sulawesi where my family's from. Awesome. And But we ended up shooting it here in seattle but uh the way i promoted that well before i even like released it i planned everything from the hook i know i wanted it to say sulawesi 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 because i knew that the people there they know what that is it'd be really easy yeah and then i made sure there was a hard beat drop i made sure that um there was a vocal sample there of like their most popular like youtuber mm. i made sure that like the second they play the video they hear his voice so then they're like Oh shit! It's like something that something that they know, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. somebody that they know. They're like, I know that voice. I'm gonna keep watching. So that helped with the YouTube ads, because oh. the YouTube ads, you guys probably know if you watch, um, if you're watching YouTube. There's like the skip in five, four, three, two, one. So when I was doing the marketing and everything, I made sure that first five seconds caught their attention. Oh, you made your music video. You yeah. can make your music video like an ad. So that's yes, that what you did. That's okay. what I did, and I targeted towards like, uh, people from 18 to 35. In, uh, specifically in Sulawesi. So when they see oh, wow. Sulawesi on the thing, they're like, I'm not going to skip this. Wow. Maybe they did, Maybe they did, but that's that's what I do. Um, and I made sure the videos had, like, American aesthetics, but also Indonesian things. So then, they, so then they, they're they kind of, like, they're they're excited about the, the, uh, the visual aspect of it. It's like, oh, whoa, it's like people that aren't, that don't look like us turning up to this right. in the video. So then they're like, they feel like, I guess represented, you know what I mean? Plan. So I was definitely like, I planned that wow. and it, and it, and it worked.
You know the population of Sulawesi? No. I think it's like one of the most in Indonesia, though. Indonesia's got like 17,000 islands. Oh. So it's got, yeah, it's one of the biggest. Dang. Sure. It's got the most islands in the world. So how did you, so yeah. you, you marketed it well. So it was all just, how do you have like 200,000 views on that? Yeah, and for like yeah, a Seattle sure. artist or just an artist in general, that's, that's it's pretty spectacular. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Yeah. I just, uh, well, on top of that, I was already get, getting momentum from this dude. I, I released at the right time too, because right before then, there was this uh, the YouTube this YouTuber who does like reaction videos, and he was like the most subscribed on that island. Right. And he did a reaction video oh. to my songs before I dropped Sulawesi. So when that happened, and I was getting momentum, I was I was not gonna let go of it. So I dropped Sulawesi, and that's it was a combination of the ads and that. That's dope. And then Facebook, because Indonesia still like uses Facebook. You'd be surprised. A lot of people still use Facebook. So. My grandma probably does, right? Does she? <laughs> She's like, don't call me out like that. <laughs> I'm with the times. Yeah. So so after Indonesia, you moved, you flew like straight to LA or did you come back to the Seattle area for a little bit or what? Um, I, I came back here and I was here for like another maybe a year and a half. And then decided to my group and I, I have a collective, Death and Absentia. Mm-hmm. We decided to move to LA together just for, um, for for the weather and also like you know just connections. I feel like that happens all the time, right? Uh, with everybody, they're gonna have to make that move. So Not we- they don't have to, but a lot of people do. And it's like when I'm over there and people ask me like, so what do you do? Or, or like when they ask like, why did you move here? I just tell them that it's for the weather. Like I don't want to tell them I'm a rapper. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, another one you know uh, yeah, so yeah. so what were you doing during that like year and a half of being in, in the seattle area i was just partying i was turning up during covid no <laughs> <laughs> what's that <laughs> right you know i was yeah <laughs> i shouldn't have said that <laughs> these were covid safe mask parties i'm pretty yeah. sure right? exactly it was and like everyone was like six get- feet apart i'm pretty sure mm-hmm Okay. It was little get uh, get-togethers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just little kickbacks, like three of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, how did you meet your collective? Did you like grow up with them, or? Uh, so pretty much, um, no, I didn't. I met, well, one of them I did. Okay, I'll start with Brendan. Brendan Whiteley. How many are there, by the way? There's four of us. Okay. And you're the fourth member, then. Huh? You're the fourth member, or there's five? Yeah, I'm the fourth. Okay. So I had this idea of starting this collective just because there was just a bunch of people that. Um, that I thought were talented in the area. So I was like, let's start a band. So um, I hit Brendan, Brendan Whiteley. He couldn't make it, so shout out Brendan. Brendan Brendan Whiteley, he hit me up on, because he heard my first album, and I think he found me on SoundCloud. And he, like, messaged me on SoundCloud. And he asked um, if I wanted to collab or whatever. We worked on some shit, and I really liked his music. Mm -hmm. Just the way he, like, the way he wrote lyrics were just, it was just, he was still able to keep it, like, poetic while, like, rapping, rapping. So, like, I, I took interest in that, and then it became, a, it was a duo at first. And then Gabe came about, um, Gabriel Strick. He uh, was my, act- we actually thought we didn't like each other back, oh. in, um, back in high school. But then senior year, I, uh, I was like, I want to do something different. I want to I wanna join the play. But I'm going to do a small role. 
um, I see him before class, before the audition thing in a piano lab class. I was just sneaking in because I was just like, honestly, in high school, I was just goofing off, like going to whatever class I want. Like, hi. You know, so I, yeah. I sat next to him and I, I didn't talk to him because I thought he was, a, he, we didn't like each other. Because of the play? No, just, <laughs> just on some weird shit. But, uh, uh, but he was like, hey. I was like, hey. And then he's like, oh, what are you doing after this? No, that's not what he said. He didn't just ask me out afterwards. Wow. <laughs> um, no, I was like, I was just, I don't know. Somehow we were talking and he was like. Uh, um, Sounds like an intense conversation. Yeah, it was intense. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to remember exactly. I, oh, I signed up outside. He's like, oh, what are you signing up for? He's like, um, I'm like, for the play, duh. Okay, what play? You're just saying the play. What play is uh, it? You guys don't know it. Oh. I played a sad boy. I thought I was going to go in there playing like myself. Okay. I played like a suicidal, depressed kid and everything. Oh. And I like really went deep into that role. So I was, it was, it was fun. A little depressing because I was, okay. yeah. Anyway. So was it a big role though? I'll get there. Okay. So I signed up I'm for a small role. He happens to be a director of one of them. And when we were doing the casting, he gave me the lead role. So <laughs> that, that, that was frustrating because I was like, I don't even have time to do this. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. No, I think I saw this kid. I'm not going to say his name. When I got the lead role, he was like, what the fuck? Why did he get the lead role? And I'm like, maybe I want the lead role. <laughs> Just like, I'm like, oh, you guys all want it? Okay, I'll do it. So I hey. did it, not knowing what I had to do. So during rehearsals after school, we'd go to his house. And then he would just ask about my, um, like my music and everything. So he'd be like, how do you do this? How do you do this? And then I would stay extra long. Mm. And then that happened. And then <laughs> I'd stay extra long. And you teach me. I would teach him, like, how to use Ableton and everything. Okay. And then Harold, I've known him since he was six. I was six. Since I was six, he was at uh, the church that I went to. And um, pretty much I've always seen him perform at church. Like, his voice is incredible. He plays all instruments. Mm -hmm. And then I think he got curious and was like, how do you do this? I'm like, come with me. And then, um, yeah, we made out and that was it. Nice. We came over, we cuddled, and we made music. <laughs> Wait, t tell me. I I'm still intrigued about this play, though. Like, it's, was it a successful play? Like, I don't know what a successful play is. I mean, I, I think we got an award. Oh, for one thing. But um, there we go. See, yeah, it was a success. but there was uh, yeah, there was like three nights. I don't know what success nice. is in play. I don't. I don't do too much of that. That was just the one time. So there we go. One time. Yep. Well, let's take a break real quick. We are. Uh, this is a, a live ad. It's like an advertisement. You know, like that's what a. That's how uh, podcasters make their money through sponsorships. And uh, I have one of my first sponsors, Sugar and Spoon. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, hopefully everyone got a coupon going into the building here. It took me an hour to cut every individual one at UPS this morning. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> that took a long time. So I hope you guys use the coupons. It's 10% off. It's a edible cookie dough. So think of like ice cream scoops, but cookie dough scoops. And uh, they gave us a product placement. So Ken's and I. Not like THC, right? No, nah, just right. See, that's oh. why everyone, everyone's asking oh, that. You yeah, know what you I mean? Eat the cookie. Okay. That would have cool. been good. Everyone was like, everyone's just going to be lit in here. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Ken's and I are going to test out these three different flavors that they uh, gave us in this beautiful box. Okay. Are you ready for that? Are you allergic to anything? 
I didn't even cats. ask. Are there cats in there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. <sighs> I forgot about the taste test. I got to take out my retainer. <laughs> so <laughs> here we go. Oh, do you have actually have a retainer? Oh, there we go. There goes the retainer. Kind of gross, but. So here we go. It's a beautiful box. It says uh, eat more dough on it. And then there's a sugar and spoon. And then it says something sweet on it. Are you ready for this? Yes, sir. Okay. Now I don't know what side is what. Okay. Here we go. I think you opened it the side. There we go. So you can read this one out. This one is a party animal. So better taste like a party. That one, there you go. Party animal. This one is a party animal. <laughs> seasonal oatmeal and M&M. Mm. There we go. I, I thought this was glass for a second, but it's actually plastic. Okay. Very nice. So are we taking turns? <laughs> so next, we have one more. It's just chocolate chip, which is their regular flavor. I think Party Animal is their seasonal mm. flavor because mm. it's Valentine's Day. Thank you, everyone, for being here on Valentine's Day weekend, by the way. And um, let's we're each going to just try a scoop of each, and then we're going to rate them for everyone. Do we have spoons? Yeah, oh. we have a whole yeah, duh, sugar spoon. Yeah, there we go. So... You have to describe it to the audience. Maybe do some ASMR. So there's too. like a nipple in the middle. Nice. Uh, let's go. There we go. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to eat this. Just to take the nipple out, I guess. Wait, eat it? Sure, just eat it. It's just a nipple. Can you like hold my glove real quick? What, are these mittens? Are they like mitten gloves, right? Yep. Oh, so they're both. Mittens for my kittens. Nice. Whatever that but means. But you're allergic to cats, I thought. I am. Oh. Oh. Okay, just describe what you're... Chew into the microphone for us, please. Mmm. Mm. Yeah? That's good. Yeah? That's good. I'm going to get one more bite. One more. One more. I had a... You want to try I'll try it. I'll try a bite. I had a, I had a, crazy. I had a client yesterday. I'm a podcast producer. And um, he's a, he was a voiceover actor, and he was, like, reciting his lines. And I had my headphones in. He had his headphones on, in, but I don't think he realized that he was talking into the mi microphone when he was practicing. Oh, so he was like, pss, 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 pss. and I felt like a chill. Yeah. It was, like, I, I heard that some people Let's be were, honest. You were turned on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Like, I, I was, like, I've heard it, like, some people are really sure. into ASMR. Like, it's, like, therapy, and other people are like, what the, what's going on here? Mm. The, the way this guy was, because like, he, he went on for like three minutes, and I was like, oh, my gosh. It was like, food. Okay, let me try this. I don't want to break this spoon. Okay. I like that one. <laughs> yes, sir. It's like peanut butter. Mm. This is going to be really bad for <laughs> the people, like, watching mm. at home, because... That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it tastes like party animal, mm. whatever that means. You know, it tastes mm. like a, I think it's basically like animal cracker cookie dough, yeah. right? It is. Yeah. And the next one, I'm excited. Here's a new spoon for you. We don't want to cross-contaminate here. We're trying to be COVID safe. I don't know if that's a thing with spoons, but there we go. 
Oh. And which one is this one? Now they got Molly in this one. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, let's try this. And this is the oatmeal, right? Oh, the oatmeal M&M. There we go. I like me some oatmeal, so. I have oatmeal like every day, like the pack, the quick packets. Anyone else eat the quick packet oatmeal? Yes, sir. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I think my favorite flavor is uh, a little bit of milk in that. apple cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah? That one's. Yeah, it tastes like. That, that's something. Yeah? Yeah. We'll rate it. Mm. We're going to rate them. Okay, mm. let me that see. That tastes like breakfast. Breakfast? <laughs> yes, sir. Not again. Hmm. <laughs> You're right. It tastes like breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. One last one. This one is the regular chocolate chip cookie dough. Here we go. The uh, spoon, sir. Oh, and there's some chocolate things on the top, chocolate chips, right? I was going to come up with something, but I don't want to say <laughs> it. You know what I was thinking. Um, How would you describe that one? How would I describe it? Chocolate. Okay. Mm. Chocolate. Chocolate chip. I'm going to keep that in mind. It's rich. It's good. Okay. <clears throat> Mm. Tastes like cookie dough. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's like it's like it's good. When you think of cookie dough, isn't it a thing you're not supposed to eat like raw cookie dough, right? Because there's like eggs or something. But who I feel really, like your grandma would know. Who follows that? Does anyone? You can eat raw eggs. No. But like if you eat like one, you're fine. Or like you said raw eggs. Yeah, it's just raw weird. eggs. You just crack that shit and just. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's a no go. <laughs> Actually, no, no, no. Actually, I know that Japanese people like they put the they put eggs in the ramen. I've done that before. Oh, yeah. It's good. We were just so, we were just so, talking about So never about mind. That. So never mind. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Being a hypocrite. So so let's let's rate them. Like there's three of them. So let's just do them in order. First, wait. I thought you meant the audience. <laughs> <laughs> let's rate the audience. Who's the worst She's out here? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I think cookie dough first. As the best. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cookie, ch- chocolate chip. Yeah, because it's all cookie dough. Yeah, the second one, oatmeal. <laughs> okay. Party animal. How about you? Ah, honestly, I'm I'm the same. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Twinsies. Yeah, and these are the... You can hold yours up to the camera and I'll hold mine. Um, these are the coupons that I cut out. If you look, they're very... Un- Ow, I'm good. You're Just a paper cut. Um, it's 10% off, like we said, and uh, valid through uh, March. So there we go. There we go. So you moved to LA in 2020. 2020. 2020. Moved back to... No, no, moved no. Moved to LA. Moved 20. to Seattle. Moved to LA 2021. July, July. 20, so you've only been there for like... I'm not good at... Not too like, long. Like six months? Something like Something that. Something like that? Yeah, about half a year. Okay, so what was... how Was it hard to convince everyone to move to LA? No, everyone was with it. Really? It was like, let's go to LA. Like, yeah, let's go. So it's so it's a collective. Does that mean like everyone has their own role, or is everyone like an artist and a producer, or is there like a camera guy? Everyone's just an artist. Some produces. Okay. Some don't, and then but we help each other out and everything. Okay. But we're definitely trying to expand and. Excuse me. Have more of oh, a. I should turn into the mic. <laughs> no, no. ASMR. Have more of um. <laughs> have more people that could do other things other than music because I think we have enough musicians. We just need more like. 
um, instrumentalists, visuals, well, instruments, music. That's my music. Bad, my it's bad. no more music. My bad. Like, visuals, like the, okay. the graphic designs and the videographer. So if anybody wants to send a resume. Let's move to LA, gotta, guys. Come on. So do you guys have like a house or apartment or what yeah, is it like? Yeah, we got this house. Nice. That's nice. That's cool. It's not a nice house. It's it's nice to have a house. <laughs> yeah. It's shit. Oh, <laughs> it's nice. terrible. Nice. Yeah. So, and everyone's working. Like, like how's that? How's yep. It go? Everyone's working. Okay. Everyone's working on. Uh, I don't know themselves. Okay. <laughs> yeah, work. But you guys like all have like different jobs. You know, like you didn't move to LA to the same house into the same same job. house, different jobs. Okay. Different okay. dads. Different dads. They're not all from Indonesia either. Harold is. Okay. He's actually right there. Shout out Harold. Everybody make some noise for Harold. <laughs> that's my that's my brother right there. Hi. So your overall plan was just to like make more music in LA or did you have like solid connections in LA yet or Oh, no solid co- connections until like sort of recently. Oh. Um for like 6 months. It was it was tough, you know. Um Everything had to be downgraded mm. in my life just because I needed to to be able to afford everything. So, yeah, it was definitely very humbling. And I was broke, broke. Yeah. Yeah. Some people know I called them like, bro, I'm broke. <laughs> Give me some money, right? No, no, not oh. that part. But OK, <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. a little bit of that part. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was it was really depressing. But I got this job that I was waiting for. And then I'm interning at a, actually at a uh, record label. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out to Beach Wave Sounds. Beach Wave Sounds. Yeah, I'm interning there, and I've been able to just meet a lot of cool producers, artists, and just I don't know, just be in the space. Right. They're really tight. There's like a group of producers uh, working out of there. They produce like 24K Magic. Okay. That's what I like. Justin Bieber, somebody to love. I love that song. Um, yeah. And how'd you how'd cool. you get into that? Did you just like, email them again, or I got really lucky. Uh, they didn't they didn't post anything about an internship. It was just uh, I don't know. The new year hit and it started off really rough for me. Hmm. But all in one week, um, I was just like, I need to get my shit together. So I got in one week. I got the job. I got the internship. Oh, you're asking how I got it? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I just I was just like. I'm going to get off my ass and just email people. So I did that, and then they got back to me the same week I got the job. Hmm. So that's really what it was. Um, yeah, I just emailed. Okay, yeah. So what do, you, what do you do with your internship? Are you, like, giving people – what do you do? Are what you- am I doing? Um, I'm kind of just, like, the cleaning boy right now. Nice. <laughs> but, you know, once in a while, like, I bring my camera in there, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just recording some footage. But then oh. I would, like, while they're making music, I'd be like – I think he should hit that high note right there. But anyway, I would just try to like, you know, try to sneak my way into the production, but we'll get there. So what are your goals with this internship? Or do you like want to work for the label? Um, That'd be cool. That'd be cool. But honestly, just being, being aware of the space, you know, like how, how it is over there. Cause people talk so much about it, but I wasn't seeing it when I was there for six months. I'm like, where is the music industry? Right. So I'm like, I just got to get in it. Yeah, how many? St- there's like a studio on like every block. I feel like every now. block. Now I know. Yeah. The studio, the intern, uh, the record label I'm at. It looks like a regular like warehouse, and it's like a whole ass studio. Mm. You wouldn't expect it, but yeah. So what are, like, what are the pros of like moving? Like, you were part of the residency. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're you have your name solidified here in Seattle. 
I don't know about that. I feel like enough people know. Maybe North Shore School District, but go. I don't know about all of Seattle. So, <laughs> you think it's uh, it's the next step for like most artists to leave Seattle to go to LA, or that's all up to you. One thing that I think I realized when I was there, I'm okay now, but when I was in that depressed depression phase, whatever, like in the play. I was like, man, why did I move to LA? Like, there's a whole market here. Like, not too many people are coming out of here. Like, there's a lot of people coming out of L.A. Like, what what am I doing? I'm just going to be another one. Right. But I don't know. I'm They're breaking it down. And I'm, I'm starting to understand the logistics of how everything is. Not everything, but right. I'm starting to understand. So I don't regret it. But, yeah, no, I don't. I, lo- I love it there. It's fine. People aren't trying to, like, screw you over yet or anything. Yet. Uh, yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Nice. I think I could read through it. Okay. Yeah. I didn't grow up in that environment. I grew up in a Sulawesi. In Sulawesi, I had to plug that in there. <laughs> but uh, I grew up there, so I like, you know, we kind of know when someone's like bullshitting or they just want something from you, you know. Right. Do you have any cool like celebrity encounters in L.A.? Yeah, but I don't know if I should say it because they people, I don't know if they'd be okay with me telling you guys who's there. But I, one that's for sure there's a, this artist named Destiny Rogers. Okay. Uh, Bia. I know Bia. Uh, they're, they're, but they send a lot of tracks. So like Megan Thee Stallion, mm-hmm. Chris Brown. Yeah, they, they do they do a lot of cool shit. But you haven't seen like Kanye West in the wild. Or like no, Kanye they worked West. with Kanye and Chad Hugo from Neptunes. But you haven't like seen someone like random at like a Just randomly? No, I don't, I don't really go out like that. Really? No, I'm really busy because I actually work graveyard shifts. So if um, I start at 8, get off at 4 a.m., and then I'm at the internship at 1.30 but I have to wake up at like 12 because it's far away and I have to get ready. And then I have to go straight to work again. So the show later on that I'm going to be putting out for you guys, that's a lot of that rehearsal yeah. was in the bathroom in like at like 12 a.m. Like at my job. So hope you like it. <laughs> the reverb was nice in the bathroom. So I was just going in there, going crazy. You want to you tell the audience some of the songs you're performing? And- um, you just got to wait and see. Yeah. There we go. Are you guys ready to hear some music? Yeah. Hell yeah. There we go. Let's uh let's say we all, we always wrap up the podcast by giving some final uh, advice to up and coming artists, creators, influencers or anything any advice you want to give any artists? Um the best advice I've ever gotten was that the world doesn't owe you shit and expect the worst. Because once I switched my mindset into that everything kind of just happened you know what i mean like i feel like a lot of i see a lot of uh musicians on instagram and they're like y'all gotta pull up to this or y'all gotta do this like telling them that they have to do something or like expecting people to give them a chance but they don't they don't need to you know what i mean so the world doesn't owe you shit. So every time I release something, I'm just like, this is going to be terrible. No one's going to listen to it. And if someone if someone does listen to it, I'm like, cool, move on. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just don't don't expect too much. I have like a I'm marketing saying. plan, though. That's important. Huh? As an artist, you have to have like a marketing plan. No, I do. Yeah, it's a go. little bit of like, nothing's going to happen. But in the back of my head, something's going to happen. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a little bit of both. But um, yeah. So what is the, what's the easiest way for uh, people to reach you? Uh, on Instagram, it's at Hotel Mega. Why is it Hotel Mega, by the way? 
that's a whole thing for people that went to high school with me they probably understand but it's just this world that my music lies in it's just in my head it's just hotel mega is the name of the place that it's in this, like the branding thing so it's like but it's in your head yeah it's just in my head all the music is a soundtrack to that world that i have in my head so anything that i do creatively is in that hotel mega hotel mega hotel <laughs> mega universe do you have like a penthouse in there at least or what no Aww. no 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 dang can no. i have a penthouse in your head you're weird right <laughs> <laughs> what do you th- what do you expect me to do just like in my head like this penthouse is gonna be for blake <laughs> this one's mine this one's yours well, no nah, like, i'm not gonna do stuff. that no nah, <laughs> that's doing the most there we go but yeah that's my advice awesome well thank you everyone for checking out this podcast episode whether you're here in person or uh, on YouTube, or wherever this is going to be posted. And uh, this has been the NAS Podcast with... Princess Sulawesi, Kens. There we go, and we did it. Crossing time zones, free trips with a mileage. Young boy with a moves, no stylus. Acting out of pocket, yeah, you wildin'. On an island in Sulawesi. Sulawesi, Sulawesi, Sulawesi. Fuck with us, and the shit gon' get messy. Sulawesi, Sulawesi, Sulawesi. Sulawesi.